0: Once I hit my rock bottom and really just fell apart and then had to reconstruct it all and realizing, oh, there's that void inside that I was letting be there. And I was trying to fill it, but nothing could fill it except for me loving me for who I am. And that means having to dissolve all the walls, all the armor, all the shields and just be true and authentic with myself. Love me for me and then build it up from there. Now. Everything can bring me that fulfillment and joy when I'm living in my purpose and chasing it without the, that ego.
1: The Happy Healthy Human podcast will help you build your happy, healthy life. Your host, Paul Levitin, is a board-licensed health and wellness coach, nutrition coach, personal trainer, and behavior change specialist with over 10 years of experience helping people create positive life change. Each week, he discusses topics that will help you understand yourself, why you do the things you do, and how to take steps to create the life of your dreams. He talks with experts from therapists to addictions counselors, coaches, trainers, CEOs, financial planners, and more. If you've ever wondered how can you become the best, happiest, healthiest version of yourself, you've come to the right place. Spencer Jones
2: is known as the Prince of Positivity. He shares his positive energy and spreads joy around the world through his mission to ignite people's lights so they can chase their passions and live their life to the max. Spencer is the CEO of Jones in 4 and he has two podcasts called Daily Energize and The Jones in 4 Show. And he holds events all over the world, His message is simple and powerful and that is to take control of your energy sovereignty and he uses his events, programs and community of energizers to show and model how you can master your energy for yourself. Spencer is also a classically trained pianist and a choir director and he's published three books and has been published in multiple magazines and across the internet. I met Spencer at an event where we were both speakers. Spencer spoke right before me, and his message and delivery were both energizing and inspiring. Spencer has a big goal, which is to change the lives of one billion people. So I'm happy to get to introduce him to you and to let you hear his message. This is an episode that you're going to want to listen to twice. So get ready for my conversation with Spencer Jones. What does it mean to live life to the max?
0: That's a fabulous question. Thank you. Um, Living life to the max means getting the most out of life to whatever that means to you. Like for me, what does it mean? It means that I'm able to chase my passions, to do the things I love to do for as long as possible and just enjoy life. It's not it doesn't have to be a grind. I could be there and just enjoy life. But let me ask this. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the question. I know we just hopped in, but I'm gonna flip it right away. So some people say, you know, live your dash, right? The dash between uh, your birth year and final year on Earth, right, on your gravestone. Uh, living your dash or living your best life. I like to say, live your life to the max. Paul, what does living your life to the max look like to you?
2: Wow, flipping it on me right out of the gate, Spencer. Right,
0: no <laughs> chance to escape. Let's dive right in.
2: <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, I've never thought about it in such words, but kind of, uh, along the lines of what you said, I mean, for me, longevity is a, a huge one, but it's quality and length of time, meaning I want to be able to live my life to my standards for as long as I want to do it. And that's why health and fitness are such a part of it. It's not my end goal. I used to think that the goal was to be fit right? When I was in my twenties, it was like the goal was to have big arms. The point was to be strong. The point was to have abs. But now I understand that that's not the point. It's just a means to an end. And the point is to live a good life. And my body is the vessel through which I get to live that life and express that life. So for me, my goal is simply to be in control of my time and my life as much and for as long as possible.
0: Uh, I love the way you put that because it's not just what you do in your life, it's how deep it is for you, right? And getting the most of the maximum enjoyment, the fulfillment out of it and, and relating to your fitness journey, right? It's not just, okay, I want big arms, I want a six pack or I want to be ripped looking or you know, I want to be able to lift this. That's great, but that's not the entire story. And we sell ourselves short Every time we think that it is uh, for me, I I can look back at my personal life and go, okay, when I was I mean, I still work out six days a week, you know, lifting, yoga, cardio, stuff like that. Like I, I enjoy all of those things, my ninja workouts. But those used to be for for selfish reason right they were i wanted people to look at me and say oh my gosh he he looks ripped he looks good right or i wanted to get a certain um rating in a race uh when i was doing 5ks 10ks half marathons uh even when i was doing um uh, the half Ironman, man when i was doing all those crazy workouts and pushing myself or tough mutters, i wanted to reach a certain position or get a certain status thinking it was going to fulfill something within me right this void that i felt inside and that wasn't the case. Anytime I achieved those things, that wasn't it. And i it's not just within the fitness world, right? That's one that we can relate to easily and, and almost everybody here listening to can. But we've done that in multiple areas of our life, if we're being truthful and honest. For me, it was uh, before I got to be a full-time entrepreneur, I was a middle school and high school choir director. And so it was, all right, well, let's grow these programs. Let's grow uh, the notoriety, the recognition. So when I walk in places, people know who I am or I get invites to do this, right? So I get that clout, that recognition or right, look, I, I did good things. We raised money for amazing charities and, and helped students uh, learn and grow and help programs. But it was all to serve my ego was the reason I was doing it. It wasn't for the benefit of others. And once, uh, well, once I hit my rock bottom... Uh, and really just fell apart and then had to reconstruct it all and realizing, oh, there's that void inside that I was letting be there and I was trying to fill it, but nothing could fill it except for me loving me for who I am. And that means having to dissolve all the walls, all the armor, all the shields, and just be true and authentic with myself, love me for me, and then build it up from there. And I'm honored and lucky and blessed to say that's what I've been able to do. And that has allowed me to fully live my life to the max, because now everything can bring me that fulfillment and joy when I'm living in my purpose and chasing it without the that ego there, trying to um, suck it all up and, and turn it on its head and have it just look at it.
2: Yeah, all of that obviously sounds amazing. And if I'm listening, or I am, as, a, as you're going, I... Have a similar journey myself, and I feel that most people who get to where you and I are—we're very similar. When we met, we we, we kind of commiserated on our, our similar stories and our similar journeys up until this point. But I am not—I I can't help but wonder: Is there a way to do this without hitting rock bottom? Right? You mentioned like mm-hmm. once I, I once I hit rock bottom and I completely dissolved my ego and all all these things. Like they sound theoretically good, except for the fact: Do I have to? Mm-hmm be completely broken down and torn apart to my very constituent parts to then be rebuilt like the terminator? Or is there a way that you found working with yourself, working with clients where we can fast track that? Or is that part of the whole process?
0: Well, knowing that um, to answer your question, short and simple, no, you do not have to hit rock bottom. Let's just say that straightforward. But uh for some of us and for a lot of people, they need to hit their rock bottom because then they're truly ready to change. They feel that, that gravity and then they're ready to change. The good news is rock bottom, I don't know if it's good news or not, but the fact is that rock bottom is different for all of us. My rock bottom looks different than your rock bottom. That would look different than Sue's, than John's, than whoever's rock bottom. It's going to look different. For each of us and that's okay and that's actually a beautiful thing that it looks different we just have to be willing to accept okay here's mine and then use that as a foundation to build up there's some people who hit what they think is their rock bottom but they don't change their behaviors they don't change the the main focus of whatever they need to do to start building upon that and healing that then they hit a lower rock bottom so to answer your question how can we do this? How can we build up from our rock bottom? Or how can we not hit rock bottom and turn it around? Is to realize, okay, first, awareness is the first step for everything. What are the things that are serving you that are and are not serving you, right? Um, We coined the term energy sovereignty, right? Let's be the master of your energy sovereignty, meaning you have this gorgeous, beautiful light inside of you. Let it shine bright. But we have all these These walls, these armor, the limiting beliefs, the guilt, the shame, anxiety, stress, that's stopping it from shining bright. It's almost like it's a a shade or blankets in front of it or walls in front of this light. Well, let's start becoming aware of what are those things that are uh, stopping our light from shining as bright as possible and work to dissolve them. So then we're processing, we're doing the inner work, healing, forgiving ourselves, forgiving others, whatever that needs to happen. And then pouring love and light into ourselves and shining and letting it shine out so managing the energy flow inward right the energy flow from other people other things so that it's positive helpful uh constructive right it could be hard to hear at times but it, as long as it's helping us build right we're absorbing that and as opposed to absorbing negative energy negative gossip shame all those things right that the world uh portrays and our negative uh portrays on us we we only bring in the, the beautiful things as much as possible. And then we're intentional about where our energy goes, right? The energy vampires in our lives can be sucking us dry, whether we realize them or not. So, okay, where are we putting our energy into? Is it where we want to put it? Or maybe a lot of times we don't know what's taking our energy. We just feel exhausted, drained, tired. Uh, I mean, that was me for a long time. And I just kept trying to fill it, right? And keep pushing until I, I pr- almost burnt out or did burn out in certain areas of my life. So the first step is awareness. Okay, let's be aware. I'm feeling drained. I'm feeling exhausted. I'm feeling tired. Okay, what's doing this? What's causing it? Then you can start picking those things one at a time and figuring it out and de- and uh, take it apart, see what's causing it, what's good, what's bad about it. Keep the good, uh, get rid of the bad and see what you need to implement to change it. So you can be a master of your energy sovereignty one step at a time and you can turn it around. You don't need to hit rock bottom. Some of us need that kick in the butt, uh, me especially, to to make that change, but not everybody does. And I, I'm i just honored and blessed that I get to help people not hit rock bottom to realize, okay, let's hold up before you hit it, and then we can start turning around. And if you did hit rock bottom, hey, we're still here to help you and support you because we've been there.
2: I, I totally agree. I think that that is what a coach's job is, or a therapist, or a mentor, is to help people make that change without having to go through all the hard parts that we went through. Right. Right. I went through 10 years of figuring this stuff out. So hopefully you can do it in one and you can do it without all of the, the, the quote unquote pain and suffering. But some people do need to go through that, phase because it's character building and because it shows you what happens if you don't change, right? That's why people who hit rock bottom, like you said, it's that it's that kick, kick in the pants, that kick in the butt. But I'm curious, and I mean, you, I'm sure don't have a, an answer to this because you're not a PhD psychotherapist, but I'm just curious on your opinion. You mentioned that, you know, we have to hit rock bottom and yet some people hit rock bottom and then keep going to find a new rock bottom. So yeah. have you seen something in your experience about what the difference is between the people who face adversity and make a change versus those who continually dig themselves into a deeper and deeper hole?
0: Uh, have I seen it? Yes. And what's what's the difference between the two, the people who hit that rock bottom and then lift themselves up or keep sinking down? And that is willingness to, uh, probably the first one would be willingness to accept what's going on in their life and the real root issue, root cause. Maybe they didn't find it yet uh, and they're still working to uncover it, but most of the time they see it, but they don't want to admit it, right? They don't want to really accept that that's it. And then, and, and, or do the work to turn it around and change it. So then they keep doing whatever actions and maybe they're taking, maybe they've made some positive changes in their life. So it seems like they're, they're working the way up, but still that root cause is dragging them down more. So it's they're offsetting it, but they're still falling until they hit a new rock bottom or whatever that low is for them. Until they address that, that foundational, I don't want to say issue, but that foundational um, energy vampire that's dragging them down, right? That's bringing them down to the rock bottom then what and only then can they really turn around in my opinion right they could do a lot of things to help slow it down but once you really heal yourself and get rid of that vanquish energy vampire then you could really start to soar for me it was knowing believing that i was worthy and that i was enough right it wasn't my physical strength it wasn't trying to show uh, show the world who i am or achieve this notoriety or anything like that I was raised with a lot of guilt, a lot of shame. Uh, nothing against my parents. My parents did the best they could for me, and I appreciate that. But I was still raised with a lot of guilt and shame, and so I carried into my adulthood, through my youth, and into my—I'm um, 37. So into my 30s—that I needed to prove myself. I needed to show my worth and prove who I am. And when I hit my rock bottom, I realized a couple things. One, I hated who I was. Did not, I mean, hated, not, not dislike, hated who I was. Like suicide was an option. Uh, I thought multiple ways of to do it, uh, ways to do it. And almost did, Uh, obviously didn't, thankfully. But um, for me, it was realizing I hated myself. And then why, why did I hate myself and turning that around to loving me? But the main root cause of it was, of all the hatred is because I didn't feel I was worthy. I didn't feel like I was enough because I had to prove myself over and over and over and over again. Whether that's what my parents intentionally raised me with or not, I doubt it, but that's how I took it. That's what uh, was built up and grew within me so that in my adulthood, I just kept trying to prove myself, prove myself, prove myself and make these choices to show and fill this void I felt inside that never did. So I kept chasing bigger and better things that were bigger or better. They might have been bigger, but not better. Right? They're more negative and, and dragging me down even faster until I hit that rock bottom. So when I started, when I first became aware, oh, oh, I, I felt like I needed to prove myself. Once I realized that, then I had to come up with, okay, how are we, turning, how are we changing this? How are we turning it around? Oh, I am worthy. I am enough. That's where the saying of the, the mantra that I say on every show or in my meditations or anything I lead, any chance I get, I share is that you are amazing. You are worthy. You are enough. That's where it comes from because I need to hear it. And in my work, I've realized that a lot of people need to hear it as well. And to know that you are amazing, you are worthy, you are enough. And it took me mm, a solid two years. To finally buy into that fully without exception or qualification, to have me go, Yeah, you are, Spencer. Like, you are worthy, right? You don't need to prove yourself. I was telling myself that for a year and a half, right? Uh, Maybe over that, almost two years before it finally sunk in. But then, but then it hit enough. And I, I started believing a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then there was one day I remember. I said that mantra, you're amazing. You're worthy. You are enough to myself. So I am amazing. I am worthy. I am enough. And it hit. And I just, I cried. I felt my heart open up. Uh, I, I felt fulfilled. I felt true joy again. And while I felt happiness and joy to a degree in other things, this really sunk in. And then it's like the alignment came in with, en- with energy of the world and the universe and myself. And it was just truly incredible. And that's when I knew for me, I should say that's when I believed and uh, believed that that's when I resolved that root cause of what, was co- of what was really dragging me down was that. And now that I've healed that and continued to work and remind myself to, to keep that going strong, that we're able to grow and do so many things and impact even more lives.
2: Well, I appreciate you sharing that. I think it's incredibly beautiful and also incredibly helpful. And it's actually interesting to me as you're saying that, especially at the end. There, you're like, "Well, I, 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 I started to believe it. Like, I am amazing. I am worthy. I am enough." And that resolve, that root thing, like you said in the beginning, there's something that, that's something that's holding us down, something that's anchoring us to the bottom. And if we don't right. resolve that, we're going to keep getting pulled down. But what's interesting to me there is that at least from the way you explained it just now it didn't sound like you actually resolved it in reality it sounded more like you just let go of it right because something was something from your childhood as you said from how you were raised from whatever uh, uh, amalgamation of all the experiences you had up in, in your life up until then was was that anchor this didn't take you going to the deep depths of your subconscious to figure out what that was although you might have done that work but the point was what actually allowed you to re- release that thing was that was the the acceptance and the the awareness and the positivity it's it, there's the uh you know that the analogy of the the kid who sticks his hand in the cookie jar and then grabs the cookie and then he can't pull his hand out right and then it's only by letting go of the cookie that he can slip his hand back out through the jar right and when we're holding on to that thing The very thing that we're holding on to is what's keeping us stuck. And sometimes simply by letting go, it allows us to move on to that next phase or that that next area. But often, just that, quote unquote, letting go is is hugely challenging because it takes a level of self-ownership and a level of releasing our ego because as you said it's you know your parents and and how you are raised and the, your religion and all these things and this that and the other thing but it's like you're 35 now, 37 or 32, when you were doing this work, it's like, you can't keep blame. You can only blame them for so long before you start to say like, okay, at what point am I responsible for my own current situations? And the ego is very wrapped up in that. So I'm curious if you had during this time, like how that played out for you and how you've seen it play out since with, with taking the personal responsibility versus the blame and shame that you were saddled with maybe as, as you were growing up.
0: Uh, a great, great insight into it. And you're 100% right. It is letting go. I let go of those anchors in my life, the things that were sucking me down, that were holding me down from shining my true light. But it's not easy, as you, as you pointed out. It's hard to let go because, well, it's comfortable. It's something we, we for me, I grew up with and it became part of my DNA structure. It seemed right like this is who I am. And I just got so used to it that doing anything else seemed wrong or off or not, not me. And when I was able to let myself let go and to be like, hey, love me for me, right? Take the ownership, not blaming my parents, not blaming other people. Not, uh, I'm trying to think. I don't remember at the beginning when, when after I hit my rock bottom, I didn't play the blame game on anybody else. I played the blame game on me really hard, right? I'm really good at guilt and shame, right? And really good at guilt and shaming myself that uh, I really went down uh, on myself and just belittled, berated me uh, to the point of suicide uh, or close to attempting suicide. That. I wasn't blaming them. I was blaming me. But then, so, okay, I could take that ownership, but then I can also say, hey, if I'm doing this, I could turn it around and point out the good, uplifting things about me, the strength that I've had. Let's take ownership over the mistakes I've made. I'm not going to blame others. I'm not going to blame my parents. That's what 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 they did, and maybe I had no control over it. Okay, cool. But here's where I'm at today. Let's take ownership of this right here and now. And then make the choices that are going to help raise me up, that helps me shine my light, to help me master my energy sovereignty, uh, to to use that language, right? Just to help, help you shine. And, okay, what are those steps? What are those next things? And so I was working with a therapist, reading personal development books, doing the work. And I was doing personal development work when I hit my rock bottom, right? I was doing that stuff before that. But... What I realized is after I hit that rock bottom, I never let it sink in deep enough. It sank in until it hit a wall, right? It only went so deep. And then once I hit my rock bottom, I'm like, oh, oh, I swear a lot. I'm, I'm doing my best not to swear, but like, okay, it's just, it hit. Like, I didn't let it go deep enough. And when I finally did the meaning of that work and the work that I was doing, the, the personal development work, you know, affirmations, gratitudes, um, journaling, all that really rooted itself in a positive way because I took ownership and then I was able to take that ownership and turn from a negative into a positive. Let's turn around and look at it. Not easy. I make it sound like, oh, it's quick and easy. It took years, right? It took years to do, but the continual work of it, and for me, it was some really deep rooted stuff that I had to let go that I was holding on to. And even sometimes now, I catch myself holding on to just a little bit of it, and I need to remind myself, oh, no, let go, right? That's, that's not you anymore. That doesn't serve you. You've learned and grown from this. Let's move forward. Or what else can we learn from it? Take those lessons with us and, and move forward. Um, I have no idea if that answered your question at this point. I got so wrapped up in sharing the story, but did that answer the question?
2: Yeah, that was great. And I want to, I'm very appreciative of actually that you, that you kind of corrected me there because as you said, like, no, you actually were your worst, your own worst critic. It wasn't about your, your parents or your this or that. It's like, you were blaming yourself. And I'm sure a lot of people listening can resonate with that of being like, no, like this is like, I beat myself up more than anyone else. It's these negative thoughts that come with from within me. And that can be um, even more challenging because it's like, why am I doing this to myself and then right. then double down on that it was like I'm, I'm i'm less than i'm dumb i'm i'm, I'm stupid all this negative language and, and negative self-talk and you know i'm curious because i know now that where you are in your life in your business in your career literally people call you the prince of positivity and that's a, a big part of of you is shining your light out is the, is this positive vibe and to to be there from as you've said contemplating suicide at, at your darkest moments. I'm curious if you have any action items that like you used, you know again you said that this still happens that negative thoughts still come still come up yeah and i think that you've been very open with even saying like this was years that it took right it's not just like oh say a mantra and then and then change but right. i'm curious what do you use now or or what are some of the tools that you give your clients when they are dealing with those negative self talk those negative beliefs that feel real they are real in that moment right like i haven't done my goals. I did say I was going to do something yesterday and I didn't do it. And now I feel like I'm, you know, I'm dumb, I'm stupid, I'm less than or whatever. How do we break out of those cycles and start to build that positivity when it hasn't been there in the past?
0: Right. Or even when you do have it and it slips, right? And and then you find yourself in that negative rut. Um, there's a couple things that, that I'll share and there's there's a plethora, right? So I'm only going to just scratch the surface with the, with a handful but these have really helped me. And first and foremost, give yourself grace. Give yourself grace, right? We mess up, we're human, we make mistakes. We don't achieve our goals. We forget something like, okay. And and yes, it could have hurt you. It could have hurt other people, that sucks. Own up to that, right? Take the ownership, Uh, apologize when needed. And also apologize to you and offer yourself that grace, that forgiveness. Easier said than done, but offer yourself that grace when that happens. That was one of the first and biggest things for me was to give myself that grace because that's instantly stopped me from beating myself up. I can't beat myself up yet. Give myself grace at the same time. Right? So at least in my experience, so first offer myself grace and then what are the lessons from it? What are the lessons or the good things that, that you can take away from whatever that thing is, right? Whatever you're beating yourself up. about. Okay. Let's say, I Take your example, like, oh, I didn't do my goals yesterday, like I said, or I didn't reach or didn't do what I said I was going to do yesterday. Okay, great. I, you know, I forgive myself for not doing that. It sucks, but okay, cool. Let's learn from it. What could I do differently if, uh, if, and, or when this comes up again? Okay, well, I can create a schedule or a plan or whatever it is, right? You can go through and say, all right, here are the lessons, the things I could take away from it. Right, I go back to being a teacher. right? What, what are the lessons that we can have with it? And then keep those lessons with us. So we go, OK, now I learned from this experience. This experience wasn't totally, quote unquote, worthless. It allowed me to learn and grow in some way, shape or form. Now I take that with me and I release guilt, shame, all that stuff that, that might be tied with it. I might forgive myself, but sometimes I still hold on to that guilt and shame. Right? So I'm personally really good with that. So for me, meditation has been huge at, at helping let go, helping me take away and sit with uh, that situation to pull the lessons from it and to let it go. Um, so a couple of things, right? So offer yourself grace. Uh, look for the lessons. What are the positives here? Even in my my darkest moments, when when you know suicide was a choice, I hated who I was. I was feeling cold, alone, tired, all of those things. I still, which I can't believe I, I mean, I'm happy I did this. I'm still shocked that I did this, was that I was like, what's the good thing about this? What's the positive in this bleeping mess, right? Like, all that. And to be perfectly honest, I couldn't come up with one, except for the fact that I know I'm going to learn something from this, that I can use what I learn. And shine and help others not be in this position. What am I going to learn? I have no clue. I have no clue what that is that I'm learning, but I know I can learn something. And that was the positive in that, in my darkest of dark moment, it wasn't crystal clear. It was like, but there's going to be something. Let's hold out hope that there's going to be something there because there is, and there has been, uh, so looking for yourself there, uh, the other things that have just helped keep the positives going and build up this habit of being positive of being called the prince of positivity that's helped others uh gratitudes track uh, find your gratitudes track them don't just think them but literally write them down it's a stronger uh feeling and vibrational level energy level when you physically write them down writing on your phones or computer's great but physically write is even better um and journaling helped me a lot the journaling helped me I'll write down gratitudes but also help me reflect on those situations what's the learning what's the growth and help me look forward and see those positives coming up and really savor them the, the good things that much more and release the darkness and negativity in my life so as i said those are just scratching the surface but those are a couple things uh B, if you're hearing this and you're like oh my gosh this is really resonating and i i just i want to do all of these things right Let, let's do them all because i'm struggling right now I hear you and I appreciate you. Please don't, please don't do all of them. It's going to be overwhelming and it's, it's, it's a lot. Take it one step at a time. Pick one, one of those things that I just said, give yourself grace or give, you know, what's the lesson here. You probably do those two, right? Uh, And pick that and use that or whatever's I'm going to start journaling. Great. Do that. Or I'm just going to start a gratitude practice. Great. Do that. Just pick one, maybe two and do that. Otherwise it's going to get overwhelming. And then you're not going to see the success or changes that you would like, most likely, or at least not as quickly or as easily as it can happen.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that caveat. Uh, it's some people who listen to the show will know I talk about this a lot. I talk about making things easier rather than harder on yourselves. And all of those habits are great. And yet when you try to do all of them, it's the drinking through a fire hose effect, right? Where you're just trying to do right. everything and everything becomes too overwhelming. And that, that gives us a reason to say, screw it, and this is one of those things where something is better than nothing, and also it compounds with time. So a, a habit of journaling will grow into a habit of journaling and gratitude, will grow into a habit of journaling and gratitude and looking at your past struggles for places of growth. As Spencer said, if you're taking this for a multiple year journey, if you're just trying to shove everything into the next two weeks because everything's got to change and i'm and 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 that makes sense because you can feel that way it's like if you're in your darkest place it makes sense it's like i need all of this stuff to help but the reality is that it's always the long game that wins and slow and steady wins the race no, no matter how many times you read the story of the tortoise and the hare the tortoise always wins right <laughs> that's <laughs> There's there's no time where we, like we, we know these to be true and yet we still want to speed it up because when you're in rock bottom when you're at a dark place you right. you want to get out of that discomfort as quickly as possible and so you know it's it's you mentioned something that you were saying there is like you want to learn from from your from the negatives so that maybe if or when this happens again like you can do better but I take it a step further and i say I say it's it's not if or when. It's when, because it's not a question of if this stuff will happen again, you will be at a place of negativity. Again, you will, you will repeat these same things. Again, the, the goal is not to never feel like this again, as nice as that would be. The goal is to handle these things better and to decrease the instances of them, right? We can't be in control of our negative feelings. I can't say I'm never going to get sad again, right? This podcast is happy, healthy humans. So people ask all the time, like, how do I just be happy? It's like, if I had an answer for that, I, I would give it to you. I promise that I'm not holding back. It's, it's not that I'm just keeping the secret sauce to myself. I don't think that it's about always being happy or never being sad. I think that it's about having more tools in your toolbox. And when you reach those instances of low points, realizing that that is not the end. And that's that's a big part of it. When people, especially with depression, especially when you talk about suicidal tendencies, it's the feeling of being at your lowest and a feeling that it will never get better. And in those times, I think it's important to remind ourselves that you won't be there forever as much as it feels like you will. Again, feelings are not facts it feels like i'm going to be stuck there it feels like there's no way out it feels like this is this is it for me but every story that ends well has that low point in it this is the hero's journey everyone goes through those negative those negative times and of course when you're listening to this you're like well my thing is different like no like that like, like that's you know that's different for for spencer like that's great but for me it's different so i just like to you know to kind of Give this to people of like, this is not me belittling your thing. Everyone's struggles are their struggles, right? Like people who are battling with depression and anxiety and, and potential ide- suicidal ideations and things like that. Like that stuff is serious, but mm-hmm. we can, and all people, every human is equipped to come out of that. The dark is the darkest before the light. So I appreciate you you know, sharing your journey Spencer and, you know, kind of explaining, you know, some of these tools. And the last thing that I, that I want to ask is if you had one action step, one thing that you can leave listeners with that they can start doing right now today, as soon as this episode ends, as soon as they take their headphones out to start living a happier, healthier life, what would it be?
0: I have my answer, but I'm going to wait for one second. Cause I just want to hop back to what you said. And it's not an exception or a caveat to it, but it kind of is. And that is, it takes time, right? My, I've shared my journeys take like for me to go from rock bottom to that place of fully feeling whole worthy, you know, amazing, worthy, and enough was two years, but there was a lot of pluses in between there. It wasn't like it was rock bottom and just a slow, steady up. It, there were some positives with it, right? As you said, we're humans. And to be a happy, healthy human, we have emotions, we have feelings, and they're going to be high, they're going to be low. I, As a prince of positivity, I have days where I'm sad, where I'm frustrated, where I'm happy and elated and everywhere in between. It's learning to say, hey, I'm not ignoring these feelings. Right? I'm not ignoring the anger or the sadness. I recognize it. I see it's here. But- uh, and, and I need to process what I need to process, but then let's go towards a better feeling thought. Let's go towards the things that are serving us. It's not shoving it under a rug or throwing it in a closet or anything like that. No, let's face it. Let's work through this process, but then let's, let's get towards those happier moments or thoughts. And it is possible to do that. It's, there's no secret sauce except for allowing yourself to feel those ways and be like, Hey, this is part of the journey, right? That's part of it. And as far as the length of time, I said that mine took two years. Some people's journey take longer. Some people's take shorter, right? And that don't worry if you want to have a change in two weeks, you might not go, oh, you most likely, I'm not going to say you won't, but you most likely won't go from rock bottom to, you know, mountain top to the summit in two weeks. But I can guarantee you, if you do the work and you're into it, you're not going to be at rock bottom in two weeks. You're going to feel a heck of a lot better in two weeks. And it can happen, right? So much of it is, uh, I, I keep toying it with this idea, this, this thought of, it's as hard as we make it to be. So if we say that, hey, this is a hard journey. It's going to be a struggle. It's going to be hard. Guess what? It's going to be hard and it's going to be a struggle. But if we say, hey, I got this journey. And I'm going to be successful. It's going to be easy. I can do this. Guess what? It's going to be easy. You're going to be successful, and you can do it. Now, there's parts of my—I'm uh, thinking about my journey. I'm going, yeah, that wasn't easy for me. And then I go, like, well, was it me thinking it wasn't going to be easy? So I made it harvest? I don't know. But in any case, however, you want to take that for you. Know that yes, it's going to take time. This is a lifelong journey, right? I'm not done. I might have reached that summit, but there's other summits that I'm going for, and will reach that I didn't even know I was going for. And that's okay, But if you have if you want to see a change in two weeks, in a month, whatever, it can happen. And you will see positive changes if you take that action. And that'll lead me to that action step that that Paul invited me to share. And that's this. I've done this with thousands of people and they have seen changes in five days, five days to see these changes. Now, it's not a 100 percent change, right? It's five days worth. And the activity is going to take you 30 seconds to do. So you'll see hmm, a 1% to 5% change, let's say, within a week. That's what, uh, that's what people have noted um, after we've, we've asked them afterwards. And that is this. Write down your gratitudes. Write down three things you are grateful for every morning. So for me, as I brush my teeth in the morning, I'm thinking of things I'm grateful for. And then right after that, I write them down. And I track them every day. And then I try not to repeat a single gratitude for an entire week because it's easy that we fall into a rut of our bodies like habits for many, many reasons uh, of us going, oh, like I'm happy, you know, I got, I got water, clean water, food, shelter, right? Those are some of the top three that people say, great, it's beautiful to be thankful and grateful for those things. Tomorrow, find three other things you're grateful for, right? It's not saying you're not grateful for those things. You still are. But let's expand our horizons. Others, we just fall into the habit of saying those same three and they lose their meaning. Like growing up, I had to say the Lord's Prayer or these prayers before meals. And pff, I can't remember what the words are half the time. I just spewed it out and it didn't mean anything. Same thing with these gratitudes. Just take 30 seconds. Think of three things you're grateful for and write them down. And if you get stuck, it's okay. It's okay to get stuck. Uh, just for me, when that happens, I like to go down a... a a rabbit hole. Cause that usually opens up my eyes to more. So for an example, um, I'm, I write these in my journal. So if I get stuck, then I can go, well, I'm thankful for the person who made this journal for the person who created the paper for the person who invented paper. What about the pen that, or the pencil that I'm using for the, who figured out to put lead or graphite in a pencil and then make it like this. So I could shine the pencil sharpeners, the person who delivered to my house, right? Then all of a sudden now you have like, 10, 15 gratitudes off just going down the silly little rabbit hole of a journal, but yet I'm so grateful for it because it's allowing me to write them down and, and appreciate it. So the challenge is this. Write down three things you are grateful for every day for five days. For the next five days, try not to repeat a single one of them and see what you notice. No matter where you are in your journey, rock bottom or summit, I can guarantee if you do these for five days, you will start to see even more positives, even more joy in your life, and have uh, the sense of, of fulfillment and joy that much, that much more. Even if it's one percent, you're going to feel it more than you did five days before that.
2: One percent is a huge difference, and that that difference compounds over time. So, I appreciate that a lot, Spencer. I appreciate that caveat that you threw in there as well, and I'm glad that you took the time to uh, to, to discuss that extra little bit before you wrapped up here. Uh, I uh, want to give people a chance to find you and connect with you. I'm going to have links to your show notes. your I mean your website and everything in the show notes, but if people want to connect with you or find out where you are on the internet, where's the best place that they can uh, find you?
0: Best place you can go is our website. Wearejonesin4.com. Uh, just wearejonesin4.com. Check that out. That'll have links to all the cool things that we do um, social media. I'm on Facebook. Most of the time I'm on most of the platforms, but you'll, most likely find me on facebook so just search spencer jones and you can connect with me there and as a matter of fact i would love to hear what you one of your takeaways was from this podcast so if you're game hit me up hit paul up and uh, let us know one takeaway you have from this podcast
2: love that i appreciate that challenge spencer so yeah anyone reach out to me or spencer and and give us some takeaways uh, and uh, we'll shout you out i'll shout you out on on another future episode because i'd love to hear from everyone listening spencer thank you so much for for being here i really did enjoy this
1: That's all for this week. Be sure to subscribe and follow the show so you don't miss a beat. Support the show by sending this episode to a friend or leaving a rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Stay happy, stay healthy.